Hello and welcome to Just Jets, episode number 145. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you for another episode. The Mike White Show is what we're calling it after a monster, monster performance from our guy in his 2022 NFL debut. We're going to get into Mike White, his performance, if you could keep it up. Can the Jets upset the Vikings? And we'll talk about or answer your voicemail questions. But before all of that, it's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for your friends or the friends in your pants, you can make this season one to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor, please, and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use my promo code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. Pick yourself up something nice. All right, there we go. So big, big episode and a big, big performance as the Jets improved to 7-4, and four, and the offense came alive. It was Mike White who got the start. We talked about it last week. Zach Wilson benched. uh, Well, actually on the show, we didn't know at the time what the plan was going to be. If they were going to go with Mike White, if they're going to go with Joe Flacco, if they're going to go with Zach on a short leash, they end up going with Mike White and he completed 78.6% of his passes for 315 yards, 11.3 yards per attempt, three touchdowns and no picks. You had two Garrett Wilson touchdowns. Elijah Moore had a big catch and another touchdown uh, his first of the year. So in that department, a fantastic sign to see uh, those guys getting involved and just the offensive performance that we saw was really something that we haven't, you know, had an opportunity to see. And, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have people on both sides of the coin here. And as per usual, what usually tends to happen, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, right? With, with this, you have, so after that performance, you have one camp who is saying that Zach Wilson's, uh, excuse me, not with, that Mike White is, uh, is, is a star in the making. He's going to continue to do performances like this each and every single week. This is the guy 100%. And then you have the other side of the coin that say, well, wait a second. This is against a terrible defense. Uh, and then that it, it doesn't really count because the Bears were so depleted. And I don't necessarily think either of those stances is the correct one. I think you have to approach it like this rationally. That's how I try to approach everything. I don't always do the best job at it, but I really try my damnedest to make sure that I am approaching things with a level head. And here's what I've come away with. There is no denying that Mike White's performance against the Chicago Bears is one that needs to be celebrated. He quarterbacked exactly like what the New York Jets need. He completed 78.6, nearly 79% of his passes for 315 yards. Yes, Zach Wilson had 355 in a game, but he also had three interceptions, and the yards per attempt at 11.3 was not nearly as productive as what you saw Mike White have on 28 attempts. He was getting the ball out of his hands quickly. He was going through his progression quickly. The footwork was significantly better. Uh, And... It was also a a terribly rainy day at MetLife Stadium. The weather was awful for Jets Bears. And still, despite all those factors, he was still able to put up good numbers. 
Now, the Chicago Bears defense, especially after a couple of their trades, is nothing to write home about. They are really bad, one of the worst defenses in football. So the question then becomes for not only Mike White, but for just this team in general, is how sustainable is this really? Can he continue to do that against some of these other teams coming up on the schedule? And when you look, like the Minnesota Vikings are coming up this week. They're not very good against the pass either. But this is a team at 9-2 and two where they have an elite-level offense because they have Kirk Cousins, who's been a really good distributor of the football. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson is a fantastic one-two punch. Uh, and you also have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, who is one of the league's best rushers. So the offensively, they are fantastic. It's a matchup of an elite-level offense versus an elite-level defense, and we're going to be able to see uh, who is able to survive, which one ends up being the winner here. Uh, and I do think the Jets have a good shot in this game, uh, but it's going to be dependent on you know what version of Mike White you get. Because if you get the, the Bengals version and this version, then you're dandy. But the interceptions, which were there last year, you're wondering if they're going to rear their ugly head. Will they? The Vikings aren't particularly good at taking away the football. I think really the strongest test where you're going to be able to see how long this Mike White train could go is in Buffalo in a couple of weeks. And I don't want to get too far ahead. It is only two weeks from now, for two games from now, so it's not crazy far ahead. But that, to me, is the biggest litmus test on paper the rest of the way is Buffalo. And Minnesota, albeit not a very good defense, is still a really, really damn good football team. So you're going to need another big kind of performance. And the irony here, I guess, is that Robert Sala in the press conferences has you know, still stuck to his guns saying that the Jets' plan is for them to eventually go back to Zach Wilson. I, I only think that happens if Mike White starts to play poorly. It's going to be really hard to pull Mike White if he's giving you, you know, performances of 300 yards and multiple touchdown games every single week. That's going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult to do. And who knows? Maybe that is really the Jets' plan, or maybe the Jets are just saying that to save face right now, and they'll reevaluate things in the offseason with what they want to do. But it's the Mike White show right now. He, he, he had a really good Sunday against a Chicago Bears team uh, in the pouring rain at MetLife, and he deserves credit for his performance. I don't think you should uh, put him down and say, well, it wasn't against a good team uh, and it was against a really bad defense and it was against a backup quarterback and go through the list of excuses because I didn't think it was fair to do that uh, for the well actuallys for, for Zach in the negative way. For like the Miami game, for instance. This game doesn't count because the Jets played a backup quarterback. I love that narrative, by the way that it didn't count because, ah, the Jets played a second-string quarterback. Well, the Jets have started a backup quarterback in four of their games this year. Or maybe you want to go even higher and say that they started a backup quarterback for six or seven of their games uh, because you classify Zach as a backup now, I guess, if you really wanted to. The, the Jets have won despite getting 
below average quarterback play at the position. So I don't really care about your excuses. I don't really care about the injury excuse when the two best offensive players, Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall, went down with an injury. The Jets have still you know, gotten a ton out of this team. And that you have to give a ton of credit to Robert Sala. I don't think he's going to win coach of the year. I think Brian Dable and Nick Sirianni have a better shot to win it. But I do think that Robert Sala's name has to be brought up in the conversation when you take into account that he has won games with three different starting quarterbacks, that this team is seven and four right now with a chance to go to eight and four and has a very real chance of ending a 12 year playoff drought. You, you absolutely have to uh, have that guy in the conversation. So we'll see what Mike white is able to do this upcoming week against Minnesota. By the way, his mojo stock is up 33.71%. From this last week. That's the kind of movement that you were able to see after a monster, monster showing against the Chicago Bears. So if you want to get in on the action at Mojo, I have the link down below in the description. You can click it, you can sign up, and you can invest in Mike White if you are a believer in the Mike White show. And I guess that gets us to the the final thing that I wanted to touch on before we answer your voicemails, which is Can the Jets pull an upset win on the road in Minnesota? I think they can. I think they have a very good chance to win. Now, like I said earlier, it's a favorable matchup in the sense that this defense isn't very good for Minnesota, and they should be able to have their way with them offensively, the Jets. But Minnesota has been incredible. Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in football by far, uh, and you also have... Dalvin Cook, who is a great running back, and they've put up, the Vikings have put up a ton of points this year and a ton of points on really good defenses. For instance, Buffalo. They they went on the road and won in Buffalo with a monster offensive showing. I think the Jets' defense is good enough to hang with them. I think Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are both good enough to hang with that wide receiver duo, and I like the pass rush, but it may be a tougher game than what we've seen because think about it. The first three weeks of the year were really tough. They gave up 24, 27 and 30 points, not in order. It was 24 to Baltimore, 30 to Cleveland, and then 27 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Since then they've given up 20 points or more twice. And it was 20 points to Pittsburgh. uh, And one of it, and it was a pick six in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And then 22 to the New England Patriots in uh, a game where the quarterback had three turnovers. So the defense has been locked down since week four. Over the last seven or eight weeks, they have been incredible. They played at an incredibly high level. So I think you're going to get a low-scoring game in the 20s here. I think is where where you see it. A, a 24-20, 23-20, last-second field goal wins it one way or the other. I think the Jets have a really good shot to win it, but it is by uh, no means an, an easy game. They're slight underdogs, deservedly so. Minnesota's the home team. They're 9-2. and two. They have the better record. I think they do deserve to be slight favorites. But do not take this Jets team lightly against that Vikings team. They're 8-3 and three against the Vikings. They actually started eight for their first nine. They've lost their last two times against Minnesota. They lost in 2014 
when they were playing at Minnesota University, I believe, um, or Minnesota State, uh, wherever they were. It was a college stadium. Uh, Geno Smith started that game in 2014 on the road in a freezing cold day in Minnesota. Uh, And then 2018, Sam Darnold's rookie year, uh, it was Jets Vikings at MetLife, and the Vikings went on to win that one. So without further ado, it should be a good game. I want to get to your voicemails and hear what you guys have to say about Mike White and the remaining Jets schedule. First up, we're going to go out to Liam calling in from Staten Island. He wants to talk about some of the biggest differences that he noticed between Mike White and Zach Wilson. Hey, Matt, it's Liam from Staten Island. And normally I'd be like, let's freaking go. But this win deserves a let's bleeping go (laughs) like i can't say it i don't want to get you in trouble on youtube but let's bleeping go what an amazing win what a win the jets needed to kind of push us forward through the second half of this season that was a much needed win screw the coin the coin has no clue what's going on from this point on i hope we still make it to the afc championship but from this point on, the coin is dead. Coin's we dead. move forward as a playoff football team. Now, the question I wanted to ask you is, what was so different? Now, I was at the game. I watched everything. I was all the way up in the 300s, so I saw everything from up above. And I saw a lot of difference. I saw a lot of motion in the backfield. I saw a lot of running plays. I saw a lot of checkdowns, simple plays. But from your perspective, what was different about this game from all the other Zach Wilson games. Why is it that Mike White was able to throw for 300 yards and get a 150 completion percentage while Zach can't? What has been so different about the play calling, about the offensive schemes? What has been so different that's allowed this offense to click? Either way, I'm so happy with how this has gone. This was a great game, a great Jets win. Even in the rain, I'm still happy. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I love it. Kudos to you, man, for sitting out there in the rain and all the Jet fans who are sitting out there in the rain. Good stuff. The fans were into it. They were loud. They were excited. And to answer your question, I'll say this about Mike White. I think the biggest difference that I noticed between all the Zach Wilson games and the Mike White game from this year was the confidence that Mike White was playing with. He was going through his reads and he was pulling the trigger extremely quick. The only comparison that I have, and I mentioned it on one of the Jet Report shows earlier in the week. So if you don't know, I do a daily show live at 2 p.m. Monday to Thursday on YouTube. It's available in podcast form after the fact if you want to check that out. It's a ton of fun. We go through a topic of the day. I answer, uh, not voicemail questions. That's just this show. Come on, Matt. Uh, I I answer uh, the live chat. We talk about different topics. I'll pull up uh, some numbers and share the screen. And it's it's light. It's fun. It's more casual. Uh, It's a good time. So make sure to check that out. But uh, I, I was talking about his decisiveness and how quick he was getting the ball ball out. And the footwork was there. I think it's it showed what a confident quarterback who does the little things right can look like. And that's what Mike White was on Sunday. If Zach Wilson was confident and able to do the little things right, this Jets offense would be able to click. But he wasn't before that. He was making life incredibly hard on himself because the fundamentals were so out of whack. His footwork was so out of whack. That's why he's sitting down right now. 
And that's why Mike White was able to do what he did. I don't think the game plan was drastically different. Uh, I, I just think Mike White executed a lot better than what we've seen from Zach Wilson so far this year. And until Mike White doesn't do that, then it's going to be his team. It's crazy that this is the this is the point that that it's come to at at this point in the in the year. If you told me the Jets would be seven and four before the year started, then I would say, "Oh my God, Zach Wilson must be a top ten quarterback." But that's that's not the case. There's still a long way to go in the development there. Um, but yeah, Mike White, I think just executed it better. To be honest with you, Liam, Brian from Virginia is calling up next. He wants to talk about why teams should be afraid of Mike White. All right, let's do it. Hey, Matt, uh, Brian Conan from Virginia. Uh, game, it's, it's Monday now, but the uh, game last night was great, or yesterday was great. Uh, went as expected, I guess, um, with the defense being so bad and, and Stimian starting. But uh, I think they should just stick with Mike White. I know it was a weird sample size just because it was Chicago, but I think after the game yesterday, teams are afraid of Mike White. Zach Wilson, they know what they're getting. It's just a scamper in the back, and you have more chance to sack him and then a, in a bad throw that you might pick off. But Mike White, every play, there's a open man at some point in the play, whether it's right away, whether someone breaks open a little later. But Mike White knows how to find them and knows how to hit them. And I think other teams are going to be afraid of that. I think they should just stick with them, let Zach, let Zach sit, watch and learn for the rest of the year, and then give him a shot tomorrow or tomorrow, uh, next year and uh, and see how he does then. And then, you know, if we need to move on from him, then we need to move on. Uh, I listened to Keyshawn's show, and he said something that uh, I think made a lot of sense. He says he trusts production more than potential, and that's where Mike White is right now. So uh, I'm sure you're getting lots of calls about it. I'm sure there are a lot of... Mike F and White calls, which uh, <laughs> there should be. He did great. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Super Chat pizza or wings or whatever you got with it. I hope that was good. But, uh, but yeah, go Jets. Love the show. Keep going, man. Thank you. Yes, we did end up. I did end up getting a pizza. So genuinely appreciate it, my man. My guy Brian sent in a Super Chat uh, to hook me up with uh, with a pizza on Sunday. Uh, it was greatly appreciated. He's he's the best. All, all you guys are the best for supporting it. it means the world to me that I get to do this every single day. Um, I think the reason why teams should be afraid of Mike White is because he was able to, it kind of goes back to the first call and I don't want to necessarily repeat myself with what I said to Liam, but it's because he was able to execute what the Jets want to do where Zach wasn't. You're right with Zach scrambling around and it has a lot to do um, with him not trusting himself. And I think that's the reason why they sat him down. Now, I am not going to go out on the limb yet and say Mike White is the guy. I, I think it's uh, too early of a reaction for that, but I just hope he continues to play good football because I want my team to win games. That's it. I, when I said on, on online and in videos the other day, I, I believe it. When uh, I said that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, I think are the right guys, whatever they decide to do with this team uh, at the quarterback position, I'll trust them because every button they've hit so far this year has worked. So I think now you just ride out with Mike White until it stops working. And if it doesn't stop working, then he's your quarterback the rest of the year and you reassess in the offseason what it is that you want to do. But it was a really good, clean game from Mike White. No interceptions. 
picks were a problem for him last year. So that's something that I want to see if it comes back in his game or not. Um, and we'll see how high of a ceiling this guy really has. Constantine from Florida is calling in next. He wants to give props to the Jets for using all the tight ends. Hey, Matt, this is Constantine from Florida. How you doing, buddy? Hope you had a happy turkey day. Yeah, man, you too. Uh, just a couple of things I observed on the game yesterday. How about kudos to Mike White for utilizing our tight ends? Yep. You know, the Jets, I don't know what it is about them, but in their history, they're very reluctant to include the tight ends in the office. I mean, excuse me, in the offense. Well, you call it the office. I mean, that is their office, right? I mean, they got to get yeah. some work, too. But here's the deal, though. Um, I really like the fact that he used the tight ends early to kind of set up the plays down the field. Now, if you don't have the running game that you could fall back on because of all the injuries, of course, it's a good thing to have the tight ends because the tight ends will block, also set up plays to, for short passes, get you out of jams. Now, as far as the situation with Zach Wilson is concerned, I defended him a few weeks ago, and I felt like he let me down as well. Don't turn around and tell the fans they don't know what they're talking about. And don't turn around and not take accountability for a shitty performance because downright it was. I mean, two yards in the second half? Come on, man. An old man on a walker could probably get you two yards. <laughs> but here's the deal. Moving forward now, we got the Vikings. Now, the Vikings didn't look too uh, hot against Dallas. No. I think our defense is better than Dallas's overall. So I feel as if we're going to be fine. If Mike White could just do what he normally does and gets the ball out quickly and we set up the tight ends to set up the receivers long, I think we'll be okay. I'm not too worried about that. Our defense, they showed a little weakness yesterday early on, but then they came on late. And you know what? That's okay. Our defense has played outstanding football all year long. If they had a little bit of a bad start, I'll give them a pass on that. They earn that right. But as far as Zach Wilson is concerned, I don't know if he's going to see the starting job again. You know, you could teach mechanics. You could correct mistakes. One thing you can't teach is attitude. He's got to learn to have a better attitude. He's got to learn to take accountability. And the bottom line is, these boys are going to play for Mike White. So he's got an uphill battle. Anyway, let me know what you think. Happy holidays. And once again, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's go. I love it, man. Thank you for calling in. Love your energy as always. Uh, I loved what Mike White did when he was just, he would dump off to the tight ends. If nothing was there, he'd go through quickly enough and get the ball out to a tight end in space and it would turn up field and get some yards. It's It shouldn't be that complicated, but you're right with the biggest issue with Zach's performance against uh, the Patriots. It was garbage on the field. It was absolutely horrendous. And then to follow it up with that reaction in the post game is unacceptable. And the Jets did something about it. So at minimum, you have to be satisfied with the general manager and the coaching staff for, for making that tough call. And it is a tough call. Who knows what ends up happening with Zach? I don't know. Who knows if he'll play again this season? It's going to be really dependent whether Robert Sala wants to admit it or not. 
on what White does at the quarterback position. But maybe this is the humbling that he needs. That's how I'm choosing to look at it, is maybe this is the humbling that Zach Wilson needs. And right now it's Mike White time. And we'll ride that out until it fails. Ben is calling in from New Jersey. Uh, We have a few things to get to here with Ben. Let's do it. What's popping that? Ben from Jersey. So I'm... I is it time for Mike White to start for the rest of the season? I know it's only one game, but let me just just hear me out. So Mike White dominated the Chicago Bears. He was twenty two of twenty eight, three hundred I think fifteen yards with three touchdowns, no picks. Dude was doing everything he was asked to do. He was hitting receivers in stride. He was making the right reads. He didn't make mistakes. He played quarterback. As Mike White should, he didn't do. He wasn't flashy. He, as Robert Salas said, he was just being Mike White. But as much as I would love for Zach Wilson to come back and be our franchise quarterback, I think it's kind of clear that the offense operates better under Mike White, and that, and honestly, I think the locker room prefers Mike White at quarterback over Wilson because early in the season, the receivers had to twist their bodies around to to catch balls from Zach Wilson. But, but Sunday, Mike White was hitting his receivers in stride. Garrett Wilson was able to get some nice um, yak, and that's how he scored his second touchdown. Elijah Moore was, did the same. He was hitting the tight end. He was making right reads to the running back. Van Knight got very involved, which I love to see. And this is a very different situation than last year. I remember last year the hype train was Mike White should be the starter for the rest of the season, and obviously he imploded after the after the. Cincinnati game, and I was on the train that Zach Wilson start for the rest, for that season because, you know, he was a rookie that year and he was coming back from an injury, and we wanted to see what we have. But this year, this is a completely different situation than last year. Daryl Johnson, who was the secondary commentator for the game, set up perfectly. The Jets started Mike White last year because Zach Wilson was rehabbing his uh, MCL injury, and he was eventually going to return. There was no question about it. And the Jets weren't going anywhere that season. This year, the Jets are currently 7-4 and four and are in a hunt for a playoff spot. And it's clear that they were winning games not because of Zach Wilson. It was in spite of Zach Wilson because he was playing very bad football. Mike White quarterback the team to victory today. Granted, it was against the Bears, but he played lights out. And if the Jets are really serious about a playoff spot, I think they should seriously consider starting White for the rest of the season. We need to see how he does against guys like Minnesota and Buffalo. But if he plays good football against them, I think I don't think you can turn back to Wilson after that because Zach held the team back in the, in the last two losses, both against the Patriots. And I think it's clear that the locker room... Did he get cut? That's me saying my piece about Mike Whitey. Ah. Let me know what you... It kind of dropped out a little bit at the end, but the, your main point is uh, is one that I think that I've you know been saying here, and the one that I agree with is until something changes, it, it's not going to be just all right, Zach. Here you go. Which I mean, I'm still rooting for Zach to turn into the the guy we think he could be when he was taken number two overall. But you're right; the biggest difference from last year and this year 
is last year they were a, a terrible football team. They only won four games. So obviously you're going to go back to the rookie, but you're fighting for a playoff spot in Dece- going into December. You have to do what you think is best for this team. And with how the two have been playing, Mike White's the better option at the moment. It sounds crazy to to say that, but it really isn't with the performance that you saw. And unless something drastically changes, like you see uh, him regress to the point that what he played against Buffalo last year, uh, or the Jets lose a couple of games in a row and want to look to shake things up and the offense struggles, then then maybe you get to get Zach Wilson back. But until proven otherwise, Mike White's going to continue to play. How could you pull him after a performance like we saw on Sunday? If he goes out and puts up, you know, 250, 300 yards, two or three touchdowns against Minnesota and you win, you bring in Zach back against Buffalo? No, I don't think so. And then even if you lose the Buffalo game, are you going to bring him back against Detroit? If Mike White's won two or three and had two really good performances, are you going to bring him back at that point? I think really this is going to be the telling sign these next two games. If White plays well, he'll probably play the rest of the year. If he struggles, then maybe that's when Zach Wilson has his opportunity to come back. But they want to get his fundamentals right, which I don't blame them on because that's going to be the biggest thing for Zach getting this back on track. Let's go to Kevin up next. He wants to talk about the quarterback situation and going Mike White week by week. Hey, what's up, Matt? Kevin from Long Island. Uh, I was at the game yesterday, man, and uh, let me tell you, the crowd was absolutely involved it was electric even with the rain coming down the 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 noise level um was unbelievable and um even seeing elijah moore get that pass the crowd went crazy listen i like mike white i think he has potential to be a special guy for this offense but let's take it a week at a time let's see what they do against a very prolific offense in minnesota let's see what they can do with justin jefferson um, and let's see what this offense can do against the Vikings defense that really hasn't played well the last two weeks, specifically against the Cowboys and the Patriots. I think we have an opportunity to really put some, some pressure on the division. I don't think the division is out. I think we have a shot. I think uh, Miami has a tough schedule coming up, and um, I think we have a chance to even win this division, Matt. So. I'm uh, going to make this quick, man. Let's let's enjoy this win. It was a win that we had to have, and we did it against the team we needed to beat and beat convincingly, which we did. So, um, you know, appreciate the show. Uh, listen and watch it to all your content, man. You're doing a great job, and uh, let's go, Jeff. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And, and good call out on the Dolphins' schedule because you're right. They do have some tough games coming up here. Uh, they have the 49ers this Sunday, and you got to root like hell for the 49ers. It's in San Francisco. It's Miami, an East Coast team having to travel all the way to the West Coast. Um, so you got to root like hell for the 49ers. Then you get the Dolphins and the Chargers in a couple of weeks. So um, that's going to be an interesting matchup. I think you got to root for the Raiders against the Chargers this week, and then the Chargers against the Dolphins the following week. Bills, Dolphins uh, on December 18th. Packers Dolphins on Christmas Day, Dolphins Pats on New Year's Day, and then the last game of the year, you guys know it, Jets Dolphins Week 18, maybe for all the marbles. It's going to be really fun down the stretch. And I I like to go back for a second, Kevin, 
I love your taking a week by week answer because that's not that's probably what they should do, but that's not what's going to happen. After you, you want to do these the projections, the definitive statements. Mike White played great. He's gonna he's gonna be the quarterback forever. Or yeah, Mike Mike White played good, but this is still Zach's team. He's he's gonna come back. He's not the long term answer. Let's just play it by ear. Let's see how he does against Minnesota, and take it from there. And then then it's Buffalo, and you take it one game. One half, one quarter, one drive at a time. And I know that's really a boring way to look at it. Not, uh, yeah, it is It is boring. But I think that's the right way to look at it, unfortunately. Kevin, good call from you, man. I really like that. Um, I think you are sp- spot on, taking it week for week. The Vikings are, are good, but they're not unbeatable. So we'll get to see how good this team and how good Mike White is. Travis from Ohio is up next. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. What's up, Travis dude? From Ohio. Hey, buddy. Long time no talk. Missed Still you. listening. Just what do you say? That bunch of BS. I mean, you remember you put out a video a couple weeks ago when Zach snapped back at the press, and you're like, "That's cool. He's got Moxie and everything." Well, looking back. And it's retrospect. We can kind of see, like, Zach hasn't had to deal with a whole lot of adversity. And now we're kind of seeing what happens when he does. I mean, he's making the apology towards now only after he got benched. And even when he played like crap against New England the second time, it still wasn't his fault. And we're talking about a dude who's senior prom, he took two cheerleaders from BYU to it. And we had to move on from Sam. Like, and I wanted Zach to be the answer. He still could be. He might bounce back or might wait. Like I said last year when he did this, if he's the real deal and he takes us all the way to the Super Bowl and they win, fine. I don't care who does it. I don't care who's driving the bus. Just get us there and get it done. Amen. But when we move on from Sam, we ha- which we had to. I mean, we could have either drafted Trevor Lawrence, Zach, which you did, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mullen, Davis Mills, or Sam Ellinger. And what was supposed to be a great quarterback class, who do you trust as a franchise quarterback right there? In free agents, it was Cam Newton, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky, and Andy Dalton. Choices weren't great. And the results, I think, would have probably been the same across the board. Maybe Trevor Lawrence if we get the number one pick. Anyway, um, what are your thoughts on it, Matt, about Zach's frame of mind? Have Should we have always seen it? Can he bounce back and like there, what other options did we have in 2001? Love you, buddy. Go Jets. Keep winning. Bye. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you calling in and checking in with us. You bring up something that uh, I think is good to bring back to light because people love to do their revisionist history game. It's it's so much fun. Um, but the the Sam truthers are coming back out, which look it very well might not work out with Zach Wilson. But your alternative was keeping Sam, who wasn't good in year three, 
It's a little different than where you are right now with Zach in 20 games, but still not great, obviously. And it's like, well, Sam with this team could would be great. Maybe. But Sam Darnold also got hurt for the fifth year in a row. Fifth. Well, I guess his second year he didn't get hurt. He got sick. But he missed time in five straight years. Five. And he took a massive step back, and you had a number two pick after going two and 14. You had to. And sure, like you can make the, the Justin Fields case, which, again, if you want to go back, because people love pulling the receipts on me. I leaned Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was my number two, but Justin Fields was my number, really 2B, but we'll say number three quarterback in that draft class. And I said it would be a mistake if he fell outside of the top five. He should absolutely be a top five pick. Um, I thought it was crazy to think of taking Trey Lance or uh, Mac Jones over him. I thought that was nuts. And it seemed like, remember, it was, oh, they, the the 49ers traded up to pick three to draft, draft Mac Jones. I thought that would have been a, de- a deplorable uh, decision. Now, I did guess that they were going to take Trey Lance, but, but I'm not saying that I would agree with it. If I was the one making the shots for each team, I would have went uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson two, Justin Fields three. That would have been my decision with it. And who knows? Right now, Justin Fields probably looks the best of the bunch. And then Trevor Lawrence after that. NFL draft doesn't work out like it's supposed to sometimes. Um, But it is what it is. Zach's got to be humbled. And he's taking his lumps right now. Probably deservedly so. Let's do James from New Jersey next. And he wants to talk about Zach having to earn the trust back. Of the locker room. All right. Maddie, 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 what's going on, man? James, New Jersey. What does it feel like to have a win with Mike freaking White, man? I mean, listen, that whole game, here's what pretty much Mike White said to Zach. It was a little secret. You ready? You ready, man? He said, Zach, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, it's also about like the what ifs, right? We kind of went back the first week against New England, the second week against New England. Mike White couldn't have to even perform like that. We still probably would have won the game against those two games. I was like, what if? At the end of the day, you know, Zach has the yips. I feel bad for him. It was kind of sulking to see him look miserable in the sidelines. And apparently I heard he left the locker room before the press conference even got there. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to – I feel bad for the kid, but he has to learn. You know, you got the big reporters like Kristen saying, oh, Zach Social has started. But what you're showing the locker room if he still goes out there and start after the comment he made saying it was not his fault or he doesn't think he let the defense down? What the hell are you proving to that? Come on. Like, like I get Kristen is, is big on the quarterbacks and stuff. But like, damn, man, you don't know the locker room. The locker room had a presence, and they were better off having Mike White be in the front compared to Zach Wilson, who apparently in spite of Zach Wilson, we were winning in spite of him. But anyway, it is what it is. I hope Mike White does good against Minnesota and Buffalo, but that's the big test for him now. And like Bob Solomon says, it's going to be a week-by-week evaluation. If Zach's ready to roll, he'll roll, but he has to turn that locker room back. Zach has to do more than just fix his mechanics and fundamentals. He has to earn that locker room back. He has to be a dog also earn that locker room's trust. And if he does come back, 
he better not be a captain. I don't think he's worthy of being a captain the way he acted after the ring weekend. But that's my two cents, man. Let me know. I'm going to ride this mic quite high. Hopefully it stays high. As always, go Jets. Talk to you later, Matt. Thank you, James. Appreciate your perspective uh, on that. I think you're right, Zach. This is kind of the theme of the show. One, Mike White played well. He's a likable guy, and his teammates like him. And Zach Wilson had a terrible post game, which didn't help after playing terrible in the game against New England. He does have to earn the trust of the locker room back, and I think he did need to be humbled. And I I hope that this works. I hope that this works. I will say with the like the Zach Wilson, the, the leaving before uh, the press got in there, and like I saw, on, there was a picture floating around on Twitter of White and Flacco holding the iPad and Zach sitting next to them not with an iPad, which is extremely misleading because in the two frames before that, it's Zach and Mike White holding it, and then Joe Flacco comes over, Zach hands him the iPad or the tablet or whatever they use, the Surface Pro, and he slides over and Joe sits down. So I would just say be careful with some of those social media storylines because you don't always get the the full context uh, of everything. But you're right, Zach needs to change his attitude, and I hope that this could be the thing that changes it for him. He did apologize. He did seem to um, handle things better throughout the week, but he, he has work to do. Let's close out with Brett calling in from PA. Hey, man. Oh, Rez, sorry. Hey, man. Uh, I remember I called a, a while back. I told you we were going to split with the Bills. Now, I'm not overlooking the Vikings, but um, at this point right now, I think we're going to take care of business. With... not really sure about the Bills at this point. Uh, they are getting healthy. Uh um, that's kind of like the game. I'm with this Vikings matchup. For some reason, I'm convinced that we could actually uh, put Kirk in the spinner. Uh, I, I know they've been potent. Um, they they actually been playing really well. They're obviously a 92 football team, but um, we have a very very scary front line. Um, and I don't, I just don't think the Vikings are going to be able to deal with a guy like Huff. Which, by the way, are we going to sign him? A la, a la Franklin Myers or what? Because we have to. I mean, he's been the most consistent, I believe, the third down back in the league at this point. I mean, he's just scary. Lights out, man. Um, it is a way this, this game uh, with the, against the Vikings because I'm very confident that we're going to give them a headache. They struggled going against Mac Jones and Granite. Pat's defense isn't you know, a little pushover. We found out for ourselves. Wish we could get that one back, man. But um, I think we we really got something going. Uh, yeah, man. Good talking. Go Jets. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, Rez. Appreciate it, man. Um, I I think the Jets do have a winnable game against the Vikings. I'm not. It's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a hard fought game. I don't think they're going to roll roll past them. But one, I do think this defense could hang with any team. And number two, the Vikings pass defense is terrible. They are really, really bad defensively. So it's kind of like the two forces, right? You have a pretty bad offense, but with Mike White, who knows, maybe they're better going up against a bad defense. And then you have a great offense going up against a great defense, probably balances out and falls somewhere in between. 
This Jets team can be and should be competitive. I don't see why they wouldn't be competitive in this game. Buffalo is going to be extremely difficult to beat twice. Again, can they do it? I think, again, I think this team could hang with anyone because of how good they are defensively. But you got them once, getting them again in their own building, probably really, really tough. So this is a big test for you. How good is this team? How good is Mike White? Show it to me against Minnesota. And that's kind of how it comes full circle here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to come full circle on, on it. The New York Jets can show, and Mike White can show, how good they are this week. Thank you so much again for tuning in to this episode of Just Jets. Please make sure to subscribe, whether on YouTube uh, or in podcast form, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your show. Jet Report every Monday to Thursday, uh, 2 p.m. live, and then that is also available in podcast form. You can subscribe to that feed as well. Hey, man. from PA. I played Res again. (laughs) I was getting animated and I hit the keyboard. That that's that's on me. So apologies, guys. But uh, and last but not least, follow me on social media, Matt O'Leary NY. Just Jets, Just Jets Pod is also on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well, so you can follow along there. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'll talk to you next time.